Down at Third Man, the cricket podcast. Talking all things cricket, from club cricket to million pound franchises to the Test Match Arena. Proudly supported by Woodstock Cricket. Hello and welcome back to the Down at Third Man podcast. We are back after a few weeks off and it is time. It is time for club cricket to return. The county championship started last week, but let's be honest, what we all really, really care about is a nice cold April's day. A low, slow, green wicket. It's a bit like we saw it in Staff versus North Staff yesterday. Um, and basically just, yeah, the, the joys of club cricket. So we're going to no doubt chat about that in a little while. Um, as always, we'll start off with a big shout out to Woodstock, our supporters, and of course, Cardiac Risk and the Young. Um, great night at the Bingland for for that last Friday, it was, with Bongo's Bingo. Then they've had lots going on, and there's lots of heart screen means been going on over the last few weeks in different areas. Um, and I know, I think, I think it was Port Hill had a night recently as well, raising some money. So lots going on for Cardiac Risk and Young, so please keep supporting them where you can. Uh, at the moment, we've only got two people with me because Jono's out for food. Jim has been sent out to do some work on a bungalow and it turns out the old bloke hasn't... Nothing's wrong with his boiler, he's just turned it off. Um, so I hope Jim's still going to charge him for that. Uh, Lalo is Lalo, as always. Fuck knows where he is. And I don't even know where Mount is. But I have got Sai with me. So Sai, how are you? Yes, I'm fine, thank you, mate. How are you, so? How are you? Not too bad because the Vale are doing well. I mean, it could all go tits up still because it's the Vale. But... At the moment in time, I'm living in a land of positivity. God help me when it goes tits up on Friday when I go all the way fucking out the pool. Anyway, we are joined by a special guest because it wouldn't be right to have a North Staff preview without Mr. North Staff's cricket correspondent himself, Mr. Chris Travers. How are we, Chris? Oh, good, thanks, guys. How are you? I mean, we're here. I mean, that's normally a good sign come April, isn't it? We're here, we've been training. Always a bonus. Always a bonus. Does help. How are Lincoln doing, by the way? I haven't actually looked at Lincoln this season, so I'm generally not sure. Yeah, you you, you wouldn't do because they're a division higher. um, Yeah, but I'm thinking we might get play you next year. I quite like Lincoln. It's decent away day. That'd be all right. Guaranteed six points for the Imps. No, we've got... We're about... we're about eight eight points clear of the drop zone. We've probably we've probably got enough points, but we've probably That's one fun. more win. But That's we good. have we have we have got the added bonus of having crew at home on the last day. So, um, <laughs> so you've guaranteed another win then. That's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, even if we put out the uh, the D team, we probably should. Yeah, so, you should uh, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll take the opportunity now to wish good luck to my um, former boss Alex and being the manager of Crew Alexandra. Good luck to you. Um, I think you might need it. Um, I'm sure the lads will listen to this at work and then tell him all about the fact that I've just basically said crew is shit, but they are shit. Right, let's get into cricket. England versus West Indies was weeks ago now, what it feels like. I guess it was only two or three weeks ago. We lost by 10 wickets in the last test after that to quite... I don't know if I call them boring tests or just always testing for a draw, really. Um, but then we went and lost by 10 wickets because we had collapses with a bat, like always. Uh, what did we make of it, Si? Uh, yeah, um, not surprising. I think, yeah, the first two games weren't great. They were a bit dull. The pitch didn't offer much. We were probably the better side in both of those games. Only real team to be pushing for the win. But as you know, with England, there's no way that they're having a, a three-match test series and not having at least one collapse. So that was absolutely inevitable in that last game. And, yeah. 
not surprised at all that they lost one 0 they, they, they haven't won in West in the West Indies for an awful long time. This current team didn't look like ever uh, challenging that record. No, we weren't great. I guess the the one positive for me was um, actually a West Indian Josh De Silva, um, Woodstock player and all round nice guy. Hopefully coming on the pod at some point. We've just got to wait for him to do John's pod first. Um, but yeah, he he looked very good. But other than that, it, to me, it was just two very, very average to poor teams with not much going on. Chris, what did you make of sort of of, of the fair? I, I actually thought they did. Okay. I actually thought they did okay. Um, I think it's probably it's typical. It's typical English mentality that we get runs in the first two games. It's not we played well. It's because the pitch is too flat. Um, <laughs> it's one of those in that we we never sort of say actually they did quite well. Um, there were plenty of, um, well, not plenty. There were positives to take from it uh, in, in in relative sort of doses. With some of the players sort of stepping up and taking their chance. Um, but we like to knock people when they're down, don't we? And, you know, um, people get scores. Oh, no, pitch is too flat, bowling attack's not that good. Well, to be fair, there's there's not uh, there's not too many people in North Staffordshire that would like to face Keymar Roach on a flat one anyway. So, um, you sort of say hats off to, to some of the people and, and say they didn't do their sort of cause any harm, really. True. I wouldn't want to face Craig Brathwaite on a <laughs> flat one. So, I mean, don't bother giving Keymar Roach to me. Well, I reckon I bowl a little bit like Craig Brathwaite, but that's that's neither a compliment to me <laughs> or him. Um, he has got Test match wickets, so I guess. So yeah, so England lost. What did we actually make then of the team? Was anyone stand out for you? Anyone think well they've cemented their place? I'd probably. I think Dan Lawrence did what I expected and did pretty well. Um, I was quite impressed by Fisher actually. I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't get another go in the second. And Mamu did pretty well, pretty much as I expected. Um, who stood out for you, Si? Anyone you thought sort of bought themselves a, a spot on the next the next series? Yeah, I think I think Lawrence definitely did enough to to, to warrant starting um, the next series. Same with possibly Mahmood, dependent on what pins are available. I think it's going to be a very different bowling attack with with the likes of Jimmy and Broad being back into action. But I thought Mahmood did his chances no harm. I didn't think he had it in with it. had had the batting ability that he did. He, he managed to score some runs. Uh, as well, um, yeah, he he looks okay. I'm not sure Alex Lees is the answer. I thought he did okay, he stayed around a lot. He just looked very Dom Sibley like. I know he's just gone and scored a massive hundred for for Durham. I think about 180 odd. From what I saw in the Test match, he valued his wicket and he seemed to to play within his abilities. But I don't know if he's the the long term solution. But I'm not sure where we go next with the uh, merry go round of openers that average less than 30. But We'll just have to see. Uh, yeah, I think all in all, I thought we were okay. I think apart from a mood, the, the attack looked a bit toothless. Um, I don't think we'll see Chris Wokes away from home again. I, I hope not. I'm not sure Craig Overton's a test match cricketer either. Um, but yeah, it, it was okay. Some of, some of the batting was, was a lot better than obviously we'd seen in Australia. I was disappointed at the time not to see Lawrence in Australia, but I think he's certainly done... Well enough to cement his himself in the next few games. Yeah, I'd agree on on that. What did you think, Chris? Anyone else who stood out for you? Anyone that you thought is worth at least another go, if nothing else? Um, my mood. I saw my mood bowl last year at Lords in the um, in the one days, and he had something about him. Then I think he did. He did really well. He advanced his cause. Um, 
Fisher would probably be a bit unlucky that he only got one shot, I think, but he, he, he sort of took his chance. Um, I think there was a missed opportunity as well. I mean, Matt, Matt Parkinson, bless him, he's now becoming England's permanent drinks carrier on tour. I think that's three tours on the trot. He's not got a game. Um, he's the best. Yeah, I know there's a sort of Staffordshire bias here because obviously he played for staffs, but I think there's a sort of school of thought that he is the best spinner in the country. Um, so why are we why are we bowling? Why are we playing Jack Leach when we know what Jack Leach can slash can't do? Uh, well, but to be fair to Leach, he did he did what was asked of him. Um, but there comes a time when you know, Parky has got to be given an opportunity, and I know they hide behind the fact that he's not great at the bat necessarily, not great in the field. But if you're asking your number eleven to um, get a load of runs, and something's gone wrong higher up the order, yeah. Um, I, I think Leeds is Leeds did okay. I think everyone gets uh, I think everyone gets wrapped up in stats a bit, and you sort of without going to the what was it like in my day? But when uh, when they picked sort of Marcus Trescothic and Michael Vaughan for England, their county stats were bang average. But mm. Duncan Fletcher saw something in them technically or character wise, whatever whatever he did. That, that sort of made him think they were worth a shot at international level. So I think you probably sometimes have to go, well, yeah, he might average 40, but why does he average 40? Is it because he bats at Surrey every week? Or he average, you know, if you average 40 at Surrey, great. If you average 30 at sort of Trent Bridge, that's probably worth 40 or 50 at the end. Mm, yeah. You've sometimes got to look beyond what they what they actually do uh, and sort of go to, go to the person rather than the, rather than the stats. But there's something there, something there to work with. Uh, Collingwood obviously had some effect because they seem to be galvanised at least for, you know, two of the tests and probably half of the third one. Mm-hmm. Any more thoughts on obviously where we go next? I still need a coach. I still talk about whether Root should keep his captaincy. I mean, obviously pundits love stuff like that. We've got plenty of plenty of things to write about and talk about when it comes to that. But what what do we actually think? Do we think who do we think is the best one for the coaching job that we've seen is interested? And I guess, would you keep Root? I'll go to you first, Si. Um, no, I wouldn't keep Root. I think he's by far our best player. And I, we, we don't want to see his batting demise because he's captain in a really poor side at the moment. But the options are very, very, very limited uh, of who takes the reins. In the same way, I wouldn't want Ben Stokes to then take the reins because he's already being bowled into the ground and um which is another story and then asked about in, in in the top five i think it's too much for him me personally i don't know it's pop, not particularly popular decision i would i would bring rory burns back i don't think he's been fantastic opening the batting but i don't i, I don't think he's been the third fourth or fifth worst i think he's definitely in the top two opening batsmen that we've had in the last few years and i would give him the captaincy he's done a decent job at surrey for for a few years um i think he could stabilize the side for a few years and uh, and let joe root just concentrate on batting hopefully not bowl stokes into the ground and it's, it's the the best of a, a kind of bad options to be honest with you yeah yeah okay that's it. i think it's an interesting idea uh chris who would you go for what would you or what would you be looking at at the moment I think I think Root I think Root probably is 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 probably done, but I don't think it's I think it's just a natural cycle that with the job what it entails. I don't think it's affected his batting really. I think last year he got 
He got about six times as many runs as anybody else in the England team. Um, I think he was, was he the second, or he, he might be the highest run scorer in the world. Last yeah. Year. Um, so I think he's run his race just because of he's done it for that long. Yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably go and I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't want Stokes to do it. I agree with Sai. I'd probably uh, give it to Johnny Bairstow. Um as captain because you've got to look at someone that's unless you're going down the Mike Brady route, um, you've got to have someone that's relatively guaranteed a spot and probably Bearstow is the only one who is after what he's done. Um coach wise I think there's only one person you look at and that's um Justin Langer. Yeah, I think a lot of people have come more and more around to the idea of Langer. I think it, it looks like the right fit. Will it happen? I'm not so sure it will, sadly. I've got a f- feeling ECB are going to try and stay away from it, which would be a shame because I don't think they should, but hey ho. Yeah. But I like the shout of Bairstow. That's not one I've heard before, but I quite like that. Um, yeah. I don't know what Bairstow would be like as a skipper. I have absolutely no idea, but I mean, there's worse people. I, d- I definitely think that's a, that's true. Right then, next thing, I guess, is the county championship. It did start, um, and it started with a shitload of runs and draws. Which, after all people's moaning that we shouldn't play Red Bull cricket in April because no one scores runs, there were shitloads of runs. Um, Div 1 was three draws. Essex and Kent both at 500-odd. Close draw between Northampton and Gloucestershire. Um, Literally, I think all results were on the line. Still were five overs to go or whatever. So that was a good game. Um, Warwickshire, sorry again. Match drawn. 500 runs, we play 500 runs. Highlights included Rory Burns bowling um, with his long hair. Alistair Cook just taking the piss while running in and bowling. Um, and another highlight was Sam Hayne was given another bowl for the first time in a few years. And just like last time, bowled a, what can only be described as a 50 mile an hour beamer um, that didn't actually ever even threaten the, the batsman. It literally just looped to the keeper, stood 10 yards back. So... That was the highlights of the county championship. Div one um, was batsman bowling, which says a lot. Um, moving into Div two, Glamorgan Durham was a draw. I think that was a little bit weather effective as well. Um, Leicestershire held on valiantly for a draw, thanks to uh, someone who I guess Hassan Azad, who I think a few people would say, how has he not really got himself a go of England? I guess at some point because his, his stats are pretty good, saying he plays for. Obviously Leicestershire, um, but they just about held on. Uh, draw between Middlesex and Derbyshire. Derbyshire held on while uh, Mickey Arthur again in there as coach saying how well they did to hold on. And then Sussex got absolutely dicked, um, lost by 10 wickets. Um, and we may as well quickly just look at what um, was sent to me by, obviously, uh, Jim, the Sussex fan. And he says, Sussex are shit, Hampshire to win it, Somerset to go down. Um, after, that's his predictions after round one um, I can't disagree with him that Sussex are shit Hampshire probably one of the favourites and yeah Somerset um, not, looking, not looking great is I think a fair thing to, to comment on right then on next thing because we're going to try and motor through and get to North Staffs is 100 the 100 did have the draft uh, Chris you know loads about it don't you yeah yeah I love it yeah 
you know, <laughs> all those teams signing uh, those, those strikers and those wingers and those centre halves playing hundred. It's it's uh, great. I'm just like counting down the minutes so I can sit down and not watch it. <laughs> well, we'll quickly run through a few of the main signings. Uh, basically, mainly overseas. The Spirit signed Kieran Pollard as their number one pick and added Maxwell and Riley Meredith. Um, not really any other shocks there. They, they got Liam Dawson in. Um, but other than that, no real shocks. Walsh Fire, uh, they added Joe Clark in. They got Zampa, David Miller, and Nazim Shaw. Uh, they're the main ones there. Manchester Originals look a bit stronger having seen their signings. They added in Dre Russ as their number one. Laurie Evans is number two. Hasaranga is number three. They've got Phil Salt. They've got Daniel Worrell as well. Um, and they also added Sean Abbott as well as obviously having Parkey, Jamie Overton, Hartley, Lamb and Ackerman. So there's plenty of options there for them after what was, let's be honest, a really shit season last year. Norman Superchargers added Dwayne Bravo, Faf and Wahab Riaz as their three signings. Vincibles still got Sun on the Rhine. Added Riley Russo and Kelton Cartwright, Trent Rockets, Rashid Khan, of course, he'd already got sorted. Colin Munro, Martian DeLang, no shot to see them. Um, and they also got Tom Kohler Cadmore in as well. Birmingham Phoenix, they had Matthew Wade as their first choice, which sounds seems a bit odd to me. I, I still don't understand how he gets picked up so highly in some of these. Um, they've also got Ollie Stone, if fit. Um, Adam Milne, good signing. Kane Richardson, good signing. Um, so can't really argue them. And they've got Jack Leach as a central contracted player, which seems a bit odd. I just really, really hope that I know they're sponsored by Butterkist, aren't they? Which is a bit disappointing because I really want them sponsored by KP Nuts. But I really hope that we like go into the thing of having like the nut with just a one and a star as like the back of his shirt. That's my hope. Probably won't, but fuck it. If we're going to do it, why not? And then some brave, unsurprisingly, had Quinton de Kock and Stoyne in there as their overseas alongside Tim David. Um, and they also had Dan, Mar- Dan Moriarty, who I always thought was an half-decent spinner, um, just randomly. And Ross Whiteley, of course, is still still on their books as well. Um, obviously, of Ashcombe Park fame last year. Right, highlight of the week for me. I'm going to go straight to into it. Mehdi of Bangladesh with the greatest drop I have seen in a long, long time. And I'll be honest, we saw some shocking, absolute honking drops yesterday at Longton, if we're being honest. Um, some that even I'm out of court, which says a lot. Uh, but Mehdi, if no one has seen it, please, please go on Twitter or Facebook and look at it because he is a test match cricketer. The ball has been cut and he is looking 20 yards to his left and it hits him in the chest. I, d- I still don't quite fathom how he's looking that far away and it hits him in the chest. Um, he did need a stretcher as well, but was taken out to him, which just adds sort of salt to the wounds, doesn't it, at that point? I mean... And whether it hurt him that much, I don't know, but superb. Uh, so Bangladesh, they've got a bit of a beating, let's be honest, by South Africa. Harmer and Maharaj, the spin twins of South Africa, it seems. Um, been on absolute fire, bowling them out in fourth innings. But yeah, all that really matters is that Eberdot, is it? Or Eberdo, whatever his name is, has an average of 0.8. And Mehedi was looking the wrong way and got hit in the chest in a test match game. Fucking superb as cricket sometimes, isn't it? Right, so... Let's get to what we all care about. It's club cricket. It's back at the weekend. Why are we all so excited for club cricket to be back? Si, before you go, tell me why you are so happy. It gets me out of doing the jobs around the house. Anything to get me out of boxes and getting ready to move and all that stuff. 
Great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's an excuse not to deal with all that. Um, I hope your missus doesn't actually listen to this podcast. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure she's now roping you in anyway. <laughs> she isn't. She isn't that daft, is she? She wouldn't no, listen to this. There's no way that I'm getting her listening to a cricket podcast. Especially one with you on it, I bet. Especially one with it. She hears my voice enough. Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> uh, Chris, why do you enjoy uh, club cricket? Other than the fact, obviously, it gives you a good, basically, chunk of your job. <laughs> it, pay, it pays the bills, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean... I, it, get, it, get, it got to the stage last Friday when I was sent, putting the finishing touches to the supplement uh, that I actually hated club cricket because I've just spent <laughs> the last four weeks... Um, looking at all the divisions and I was thinking I don't like cricket anymore but no it's good it's good to get back out there obviously we had last year was a little bit uh, back to normality after after what happened in sort of 2020 um but you can't beat it can you stood on the boundary edge pint in hand shouted abuse at Lalo that's me on Saturday exactly exactly and uh yeah just watching a bit of cricket it's just uh it's good for the soul Always good for the soul. Um, Jim obviously isn't here, but he did like to say that he was happy for club cricket to be back because it gives him the freedom to act like a complete cunt and get away with it, taking things up a notch this season by sporting a gold hoop earring like his, <laughs> his hero Shane Warne and a moustache. And he said he was looking forward to pissing on his teammates and getting naked for little to no reason. I mean, I think that's pretty much why Lalo's looking forward to it, to be honest. I mean, all he's talked about is the booze and pissing on Jono again. So I think think that's why Lalo's looking forward to it. It is. I must. I was talking. I can't remember. I was talking to you the other week, and we were on. A, I was on about cricket, like how you act at cricket, and people just they were just like, "Is that normal?" I was like, "Yeah, that's that's quite mild in cricket terms." I'll be honest. I, I feel like cricket has its own special set of social norms that really aren't normal at all, um, and I think that's what makes it so enjoyable. And I think. In a way, that's why, when, I know when we were on about Shane Warne the other week, I think that's why I loved Warne so much, because he took some of them social norms into the um, into the, the actual pro game, which I think we're all a bit about, aren't we, let's be honest. Uh, so that's why, let's be honest, we're all looking forward to it. So let's get into North Staff's cricket. Um, si, is this where you've got to run off and leave to referee? It is where I've got to leave you, but I can leave you in the capable hands of Travers, who knows everything about the North Stars cricket. <laughs> Much no more pressure. knowledgeable about it than me, who plays in Div 7. Uh, <laughs> and much more knowledgeable than me in the Stone League, let's be honest. <laughs> See you later, lads. See, See you in later. a bit. Enjoy refereeing. I hope you don't get called a wanker in the black too many times. Oh, I definitely will do, and it has just started raining. Excellent. Ah, gold. <laughs> See you later, lads. Bye. See you in a bit. So, Chris, it's me and you. I don't know where Jono is. He's been fucking going on about for weeks about, oh, I can't wait for the next podcast, so it'll be good to be back. Pit, we've done it in half term, so he's got no excuses, can't blame work. And unsurprisingly, I mean, this has been mentioned in our um, WhatsApp chat, that he, he's out for food, and I assume it's with his better half. I mean, what are we are we shocked by that at all, Chris? But it just it, it just shows who wears the trousers, despite uh, that's probably why he's had to give up the captaincy at Big Nolan this year. It's extra, <laughs> external slash internal pressure at home. <laughs> probably so. Uh, that that and the fact that he, we never ever seem to win when he's captain. Whereas whenever he's missing and someone else has to captain, good record, hundred percent record. I think that, that's probably why I've tipped you to tipped you to have a good season this year. Probably, you you'll be hopeful there, more hopeful than me. 
so first of all, do you want to? I'm going to give you the chance to obviously plug your amazing cricket supplement. Now, I must say, I don't know whether any other county has it, but if they don't, I feel sorry for them because it's my favourite bit of reading each year. I mean, I'll be totally honest, not a big reader of the Sentinel. I was going to say, tell you. but it's the only thing you read all year. It's not <laughs> Is the only thing you read? Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, other than reading Vale fans' comments on Facebook and Twitter, <laughs> laughing at them, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's all it's all come together. It went. Uh, it's a bit different this year in terms of it's not in the paper. Um, it's a standalone product, so it, it went to the printers Friday. Um, it was printed, I understand, uh, yes, uh, yesterday, and it's available in. All news agents and bad ones as well um, on Thursday. Uh, there is a good for people that are outside the area, uh, outside the catchment or, or the sort of circulation area. There is an online shop we've got as well, uh, which the link is on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Sentinel Cricket. Um, I think Touchwood, I might be sort of. Uh, Sort of misreading the market here, but I think there is a, uh, a decent sort of uh, bit of excitement about it coming out. We've had, uh, I've certainly had some uh, mates who sort of play sort of minor counties cricket around the country. They've been sort of uh, logging on to the online shop, ordering their copies and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully we're spreading the word about uh, about the North Staffs League and uh, Staffs and Cheshire and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, good. And um, I am looking forward to it, I can't lie. I mean, I've got the joys of Vale selling the extra tickets at work on Thursday, which people are literally camping out for, so fucking golden that's going to be. So I might not get to read it till later on Thursday, but I promise I am going to read it on Thursday and I will buy a copy. You need it. We, need, we need to do an audio audio book, don't we? So you, you do, really, yeah, to yeah. listen yeah. and ignore the Vale fans, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I guess, first of all, I don't think there's been particularly any real rule changes. As the only thing I've been told about is that I can't tell anyone to fuck off anymore, which is a shame. No, I think it's um, I think it's pretty much as we were. I think they're doing the um, it's obviously the split again. Uh, I'm not quite sure whether it's going to be eleven weeks of one and eleven weeks. Of first, five, first five, last five, last six. I was told first yesterday. Five, last six. So that, that's how they wanted to do it last year, but they didn't because COVID was still, obviously, well, it still is lingering around. But they wanted to get one format done. So teams couldn't sort of complain that we've only faced uh, this team in that format. Um, so yeah, it's pretty. Uh, Pretty much as we were, and I think that's um, that's probably testament to the league. I know you do you do go on these sort of Facebook sites and everything, and um, you get the, the people that played twenty years ago moan that there's, you know, it's basically half the season's cup cricket on a Saturday, but times have changed, and you know there's um, motorised cars now in the world and stuff like <laughs> that. So it's you've got to move with the times, and, and at the end of the day, clubs, the league. They listen to clubs, they send out questionnaires and it's up to the clubs then to sort of re reply and to, to sort of shape the league as they want it. Because at the end of the day, speaking to Gavin Carr, uh, the league chairman, he says, well, we're the people at the top of the tree, but it's not our league. It's the people that play. It's what they want to play. You've got to go with the majority and look to, to see what they want to do. And you're never going to please everyone. But I think the format has worked successfully in the Birmingham League. They've they've had it for a fair few years now, and uh, it's it, it's good personally. I think it's okay. The points 
are still a bit bonkers to me. I'm not quite sure about the point system. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd simplify that, but um, the concept of sort of 11 games of win, lose, draw, and the other half is straight win, lose. I think is uh, is decent. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's better to have a mix. I wouldn't want to go all to just win, lose. I'll be honest, but I quite I quite like the mix. I think the mix works well and suits different teams at different times as well, which I think is always good because it does. Yeah. Sometimes you can almost tab caught you sort of six, seven games into the season. You think that's that's them done or that's where they're going to be, whereas it gives that little bit more variation. Uh, just quickly, because you mentioned Gavcourt, is there any interviews to look out for in the supplement, by the way, or any anyone worth listening to? I'm hoping there's nothing from Jono, because God, no one no, wants no. to listen to him. No, we're not, we're not, we weren't that desperate this year. Good, um, thank God. Um, there's Yeah, there's a couple of, a couple of pages with Gav, um, Gavin Carr. I, I just did a Q&A with him. Um, so there's some quite interesting answers. Um, so it's uh, that sh- that should be a decent read. And uh, there's yeah Q and A with Q and A with Richard Logan, which is which is the um, operations manager for the uh, NCCA, which was minor counties. As mm. uh, people will know it. Um, so that that's quite interesting as well. Rich played for um, he had a, had a he had a pro pro career obviously with Notts in Hampshire, and I think North Hants. Uh, but he played minor counties cricket for uh, Cheshire and Berkshire, and he's actually a Staffordshire boy. He's born yeah. in Stone, so that's that. That's quite an interesting read as well about how he sort of sees um, minor counties cricket on the mm. uh, in the overall sort of pathway and, and structure of English cricket as well. Yeah, good. I look forward to that. Uh, I guess before we get on to obviously the coming season, there was some cricket yesterday, as we alluded to, um, not particularly high scoring. What did you make of the fair between? What I must say was an exceptionally young staffs team, um, and a North staffs team that I'll be honest on paper I had downers going to win both games and they did with experienced heads like Johnny Hancock and Pete Wilshaw sort of leading the way. Yeah, I think it, I think I agree. With you. I think when I looked at the two teams um, pretty much, and you thought, yeah, that's um, that that that's two wins for the league. I think it was. It fell on a bad weekend, if if, mm. if that's such a thing, because there was a couple of stag do's going Yeah, on. Rob Evans, I know, was away somewhere. Yeah, I think a couple of the lads had their stag do's. One was um, one was at the Grand National, and another another group of them had gone out. I think they were in Menorca or Mallorca or wherever yeah. they were. Um, I, I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing to be fair yeah. um, I don't mean the stag do's because obviously people will enjoy them but I think <laughs> I just gave Dave Cartledge a chance to have a look at some different players and I've had the I've had the squad through for the first game next Sunday I think there's half a dozen of the lads that were playing for staffs yesterday are involved yeah um, but it's it, you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't and mm. if you don't pick certain people um, questions are, are asked People don't have an appreciation of the rules and the constraints that that staffs are under, and all all sort of national counties are under, as they're now called, um, in terms of meeting the age restrictions mm. and everything like that. Um, people will think it was a shock that Pete Wilshaw is playing for the league side, but um, at the end of the day, you've got to move on in certain certain aspects of mm. of, of the game. Uh, Wilsh has obviously played for staff since I think 2004. He made his debut. Um, he's not going to go around forever, so you've got to look at other players, different players, and, and give them a, a chance, um, which was a, a, an opportunity for some of them yesterday. Difficult because 
early season track in a T20 game, it's not really a happy mix to to try and make your mark. But um, it, it, that's the sort of hand they've been dealt. Some took yeah. their chance. Half a dozen are going to be involved again next week when we they, when they kick off. Um, so it's uh, yeah, just looking looking forward to to the future. And you've always got to be sort of uh, well, you've got to try and be a couple of steps ahead in terms of planning because of the um, the restrictions that they're under. Yeah. Uh, so they do they kick off? Is it this weekend or next weekend? This weekend and just... this coming this coming Sunday they've got two two twenty twenty games against uh, Northumberland at Port Hill Park, and mm. uh, which is the start of um, the third. They, they play four successive weekends in their yeah. group. So uh, yeah, it's uh, should be the, with the squad they've picked. It's it's looking promising, but uh, staffs historically have have got a abysmal record in T20. T20, yeah. Um, To to the extent that if they played themselves, they'd probably lose. Um, (laughs) So it's, uh, hopefully this will be a bit of a, a bit of a a change. So obviously Ricky Vessels will be, he's he's been named in the squad. Well, he's been, he's in the squad, but obviously he'll play. It'd be a brave coach to sort of say you're 12th man, Ricky. Um, (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so there'll be a bit of interest as well. It's the format that's not been played. Uh, at minor county level or N- NCCA level since 2019, uh, and people just like like we said about club cricket being back, people want to get back out there and watch a bit of live cricket. So hopefully there'll be a, a decent crowd at, uh, at Port Hill on on Sunday. What time does it start on Sunday? Because I'm playing, but I might come down first just to watch uh, a little bit. First game's 11 o'clock, and then second oh, game's scheduled about 2:30. But it's, they sometimes run over. It's sometimes yeah. sort of 20 to three, that sort of stuff. But, uh, well, hopefully plenty of people will go down there instead of watching me play at Big Land because no one wants to watch that well it, I don't know it could be tough competition depending on how the first game goes well let's be honest entertainment value you might get to a better laugh watching me but still yeah cricket purist maybe not so much uh, there's been lots and lots and lots of signings as always um, I can't be bothered to go through them all again because I've already done that once this this <laughs> year Um just a few that I've noticed obviously been added since last time and mainly pros that have been added there's been lots of changes so Ashcombe have added Kashif Batty um, Bagnall's obviously have got Billowell Batty that's been approved it seems to have taken a while to approve Tom Taylor has been added for Barlaston um, Bismillah Khan added Burslam Caverswell have added Vishva Chaturanga um, recently as well Caversal have added a couple of lads from outside the area. Jamie Murray and James Hooten, I've noticed, have been added. Uh, Cheadle have added Ashan Shahid. Eccleshall, Adnan Gauss. Eccleshall, also Siraj Patel. Um, Hamford have added a couple of lads in as well. Hemheath have now got Mohamed Wakar Salam Keel. Leek have got Asanka Asanka Shrayan Silva Alankara. Meekin's got Tambia Hyderkhan. Uh, Little Stoke, Alfred Matoa. Matoa? I don't know. I'm making these up to go long year, aren't I, really? Uh, Modishal have added a second 11 um, pro. I guess they are now in Div 2. Um, Sachitra Sarasinga. There you go. Rizwan Hussain's obviously their first team pro. Newcastle have tried a change as well, which was a bit of a shock to some. Um, now adding Nishan Pires Kurukalasuria. That could be completely wrong. Portel, I've got Sachin Chitra Pereira, um, Delesh 
Gunnar Atner's Dale Oakmore, Sam Batch have got uh, Connor McFarlane, which is a different one, and Sanderford Matiza Pereira. Uh, Stafford have added Bailey Ahrens is there, Stone Pabasara Waduj, Whitmore Savindu Falgert, and that's it. Thank God I got through all them shitty names. No yeah, offence to them people, but their names that I don't want to be pronouncing every week, so if they can not score runs or wickets, yeah. that'd really help me. Yeah, there's some, of, there's some of them that are missing from the supplement because they weren't confirmed in time. I, I noticed there you said about Newcastle and Hartford. Yeah. Um, I, I questioned that, but it's they've actually dropped on um, because they've still got Asi Fraza as well, but he now classed, they? He, now, he is now classed as homegrown. Wow. I mean, fair play to them. They're going to be serious... Well, you'd expect to be serious contenders with that, then. Yeah, so they've got that. I mean, there's some of the, some of these teams uh, like you, you message them and they don't get back to you on overseas. To be fair, some of them I don't think have sorted them until the last <laughs> last sort of couple of days. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it, it's interest it's interesting that there's a uh, that there's a lot of unknown quantities heading over, and I'm sure there'll be some. Gems in there, and I'm sure there'll be some ones some that come September. Absolute shockers. Clubs will say, "Why on earth did we employ him?" Yeah, I'd be interested to see how if some of them last the full season. Was it obviously it was long to want it last year? Who who, who had a change in um, pro? Obviously, Ricky Vessels is a, a, in a nice way possible to the previous pro is a much more um, competent, shall we say, or much more consistent performer. Yeah, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. who would you say stands out in terms of the pros? Any, is there any names that you think particularly to watch out for? Is it sort of more the same old, the ones that we know all about, the likes of the Billowell Batties, the Asifrazas, the Ali Khans? Is, is there anyone that stands out to you with people going to watch? Or yeah, but the, the, there's some that well. I- I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tip um, any of them necessarily to go and watch on what I've witnessed because most of them I've never heard of. But um, <laughs> I think Hem Hemheath um, Wakar Salam Keel. I think he's an Afghani wrist spinner. Which just the fact a you're a wrist spinner and b you're playing for Afghanistan, mate. There's a bit of intrigue there, which will be um, but good to see because I think at any level of cricket, if you've got a good leg spinner, it's it's always worth a, a bit of a watch. Yeah. Um, Meekins, I think there's is about he's uh, Tambir's Bangladeshi. Um, we don't necessarily have. That's not a market that the the leagues or well, clubs in the league have really sort of tapped into. Um, in recent times, um, uh, and I think the one probably wanted to look out for, on, on not, not that I've ever seen him play, is probably Elwith Bay as Swanepoel. Um, only on the basis that there'll be a lot riding on him, there'll be a lot of expectation because a newly promoted club um, coming back into the Premier League, they need a good overseas, they need a good season from their overseas to to make sure that they don't do what Elworth have sort of traditionally done in recent times and sort of been yeah. you know, like a yo-yo club. Mm. The West Brom of North Staffs. Yeah, yeah. Although West Brom are currently shit, but anyway... Yeah. I mean, they lost to Stoke for fuck's sake. Anyway, <laughs> less of that. Uh, just talking on the pros, I've heard yet again that it's been mentioned at the captains and chairmen's meeting over the last couple of weeks that they would still like to see changes to, to how the pros work and how paid players work. And still talk of they'd like it to be just the one player again. And what do you make of, of that? I'm sure we spoke about this last year, but 
every year it crops up again the same people and keep coming up with similar ideas or slightly different ideas i think i hear something about ranking it so depending on what league you're in depends how much you could you could spend or something having salary caps i mean what what do we reckon is it just all a bit pointless i think it's i think in in life you have to pick your battles and i think this is a battle that the league um would never win mm-hmm. um it's it's i i can see I can see why they want to do it, but it's policing it is an near impossible task. Um, yeah. Because you could get, you could have a rule where you say clubs are only allowed to pay one player. Well, which is fine, that's good. But then, you know, that doesn't stop Jeff, your life member, from then paying four out of his pension because yeah. they're not part of it. So you, you can get around it. There'd, there'd be too many loopholes for it to um, police. I mean, to be honest, I would actually go, I would completely go the other way. And I would say um, you can have no, there's no restrictions on who you can sign. Hmm. And if you want to say, well, okay, then we want, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to sign six of Derbyshire's first team. Um, do it, but at the end of the day, Derbyshire are going to be playing games on the yeah. Saturday anyway, so you're never going to see him. So if you want to waste your money and do that, yeah, um, it's the same with overseas. I'd say, look, if you want to have as many as you want, because you wouldn't get a significant amount in because the home office mm. wouldn't let you. Yeah. So I'd just make it completely open. So you sign who you want, but mm. I would also I would also ditch. Um, this sub pro, uh, I don't, I don't like the sub pro rule, and I think it's one of those where you pick your pro for the season, and if he breaks his leg in the second game of the season, sorry, that's tough luck. That's the way the cookie mm. crumbles, whatever you want to term it. You, you don't get, you, you know, if Cristiano Ronaldo breaks his leg in the first week of February, transfer window shut, Man United yeah. can't then go to sign Lionel Messi. It's, it's just, I don't get that bit. Yeah, um, it's true. And I think with that, if you did that and said, look, you can have a pro, but if he has to go in early or if he gets injured, you can't have a replacement, it might just get clubs to look at what they're doing in terms of signing overseas players. Because um, it costs money. I think you need a licence. I think it costs a, a decent amount of money to have a licence yeah. so you can have an overseas player. Um, and there's a bit of a sort of keeping up with the Joneses aspect with well all the other clubs in our division have got an overseas we need one well you don't really do no. it's 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 what what model suits your club really yeah i agreed can't disagree with that what about players then who aren't pros what any signings that have stood out to you there's been a few moves and shakers across the the leagues i mean meekins have lost half of their club to whitmore hanford yeah. just seem to have lost everyone yeah um I'm still not quite sure how they pick a team in the first week, but hey, well, I'm interested to see it. Uh, but is there any names that you've been surprised to see moving or any names that you think will do a, a really good job at their new club at all? Yeah, I think there's there's one that really that there's one that really stands out for me um, who, who people might not know too much about. Um, he plays he plays for staffs is James Cox, who's joined Checkley from uh, Woolerton. Uh, he is. A right arm seamer. He does do a fair bit with the ball. Did he bowl yesterday? 
Uh, he would have. He's got the. He's got the, the interesting best, action. Interesting action. Yes, I know what you mean. Foot. Yes. And he's, um, he's he's a very 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 good bowler. Um, he, he's played for staffs. He, he's played. He went. He ran through Cambridgeshire, the knockout trophy game in 2019, and then he ran through him again in the championship last year. And I think yeah, I worked out he's got something like combined figures against Cambridgeshire now, and he's. Minor counters career of like twelve for eighty. <laughs> nice. So it's he's one of these. If you don't know what he's about, if you've not faced him before, you 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 can take a while to get used to him, and by that time you're back in the pavilion anyway. So he he kind of really stands out for me in terms of um, probably what Checkley need. Um, and he, he, he's a good, he's a real good lad, real nice lad. Um, and uh, yeah, he'll he'll certainly add something to to the Premier Division. Good. I must admit, I watched him yesterday and thought, yeah, I wouldn't. It, the ball had gone past me before I've even clocked in that he's bowled it because I'd be too busy watching that action. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, and if he is as effective as I've heard, I heard someone yesterday say how effective he's been, mm. and now he does quite a lot with it. I I wouldn't even bother standing there to be honest. No. <laughs> I can't lie. Uh, I guess we should really look through the leagues now. We're not going to obviously do Div 8 and above because otherwise mm-hmm. we'd be here all week. And let's be honest, I've played in some of them divisions and I still don't know half of the people in it. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll go straight into Div 3 as sort of the, the last of the, the, the um, first team divisions, even though it only actually has one, two, three, four first teams out of 12 in it. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'll go quickly through. We've got Cheadle 2s, Checkley 2s, Eccleshall 2s, Alworth 2s, Hanford 1sts, Hemif 2s, Meekins 2s, Longton 2s, Meerheath 1s, Newcastle and Hartsill 2s, Road Park 1s and Wedgwood 1s. Now, I'm, I think I'm right in saying, he says, Road Park and, and who else? I forgot. Road Park were relegated into that league. Oh, and Meerheath, of course. Yeah. Meerheath. Um, and coming up was Newcastle and Artsell 2s and Alworth 2s. Was it Alworth 2s? I think Alworth, yeah. And Alworth 2s. So they're the new, the new entries in the league. Um, obviously, I guess the big news is Wedgwood having Imran to here. Um, I don't believe he's available for his two games, but I could be wrong. Um, don't know how much he's available after that. Um, but he wasn't picked up in the 100, so... Not I guess yet. Not yet. Have- there is overseas wildcard picks, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, which I yeah. think he would be very likely, surely, to be picked up for, you would think. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a top spinner, you would think he would be anyway. Um, and I believe he is going to play in the Blast, or I, I'm expecting him to play in the Blast. Is it Surrey as he signed for, or previously been signed for? Yeah. Something I along think, those lines. I, I think it was, I think it's, um, I, I might be proved wrong, I'm happy to be proved wrong, but I think it's it, it's a signing that looks very, very good on paper for Wedgwood, but um, how often they see him could be um, open to interpretation. You know yes, saying? yes. Um, I mean, if, if he gets offered a, 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 a hundred wildcard pick, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's not going to say to Birmingham or whatever, Sorry, I won't take up that £40,000 offer because <laughs> I've got Road Park and Lawton away next weekend and then we're going to Checkley 2s the week after. Um, you think? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I would be... I would be... If he plays half a dozen games, I would be surprised, to be honest. 
Yeah, I'm go- I've gone for a grand total of seven, I think was my prediction. Seven or eight at most. Anyway, so that's obviously one. There's been a lot of changes there. Um, looking at that league, who are you saying are your sort of your teams that we think are going to be towards the bottom end? And which teams are we going to predict are going to be the top end? I mean, um, I'll, I'll let you go first and then I can pretend that I'm, I'm, I know what I'm on about then. I think I think it's um, like you mentioned before. I think with Hamford having lost a lot of players because of what's happened at their club over the winter, I think that it's a bit of an unknown quantity because you don't quite know if a lot of those players are stone league players or whether it affects the Saturday sides. But uh, you know, Hamford could be in for a tough season. Uh, I think at the bottom end, uh, I think Mir Heath potentially could be as well. I know they've signed two or three, but they, they didn't have a great time last year. Uh, and sometimes if you get in the habit of losing, as, as you kind of have known in the past as a Vale fan, it's just hey, that rut. It is as well. Um, <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of worry about the second teams. Are, second teams are, are a lot of the time are difficult to sort of judge because if the first team gets settled in the higher divisions, then you obviously get a stronger pool of players. You only need sort of three or four to be mm. missing from the first team, and it, it, it scuppers the seconds as well. Um, but sort of saying that, I think the two sort of teams to watch top end uh, are probably going to be Meekins too. So I think I, I quite like the look of them. With uh, James Menzies obviously dropping down from captain in the first to captain in the seconds, and then Longton twos I think will be up there as well. Yeah, I'd expect Longton twos be up there. To be fair, I think yeah, Hamford are the one that I think you'd expect to, to struggle just because you say I don't know who's playing for them. I literally have no clue. Who has left to play for them? Yeah, and then I think there could be three or four teams, to be honest, around the sort of battling it out around the bottom and play. It's just as you say, we're second teams, and also with teams like Wedgwood, where you, you're basing on sort of having Imran to here as sort of your star who's going to win your games cricket. Yeah, availability is such a a massive part of that league that I think you'd struggle to predict it any more than what we've just said there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Which. It could be a very, very entertaining league. That's the one thing I would say. I'm interested yeah. to see what happens. Um, moving up into Div 2, a bit more like a first-team division now because all the teams other than two, uh, three sorry, are first teams. Got All Sager ones, Barlaston ones, Big Len ones, Caversal ones, Lysic ones, Little Stoke ones, Modestown Alton twos, Oakmore ones, Port Hill twos, Silverdale ones, Stafford ones, Stone twos. Now, if I am right, which is probably again not likely, uh, am I right and say Modestal twos went up and was it Stone twos went up as well, didn't they? I remember Wedgwood played yeah. them last year, so I should remember. Yeah. Yeah. And coming down was Lisit and Little Stoke. Little Stoke really struggled, didn't they? Although they had a bit of a fight back towards the back yeah. end and have now got the captaincy of Mr. Twig. Yeah. Um, it did go down. Lalo was right. I mean, it's not often you get to say that in life. <laughs> So he did get that one right. Um, Barlaston have lost George Horbury. That could be a bit of a big blow for them. Although, as I say, they have now added Tom Taylor again as a as one of their category threes. But whether again he plays much. Big end, we have added George Harding and Ornshaw um, on top of Big Ash Timchuk. Uh, Caverswell haven't got bigger Rap Thomas, which is a disappointment this year, I must say. Uh, and then, I guess there are a lot of the others are sort of as they were, really. What do we think? Who do we think sort of going to stand out and who do we think might have a bit of a struggle on in Div 2 this year? 
I think you look at to sort of look at the top end. I think you look at these six. They'll be up there. I think if you're in Division Two and you've got Dan Redfern um, with bat, or with bat and ball, I think you're always going to have an, have enough there to to win games. Um, they always go sort of the unknown in overseas terms. Mm. They've got I think they've got the nineteen year old Pakistani spinner spinner batter um, who could you know if he comes off, even if he comes mm. back, we you know three fifty runs. 30 wickets, he's done a job. Mm. So I think they'll be up there. They're sort of like the old with the lower divisions, aren't they? They go up and down. Yeah. Um, I think Oakamore will be. Oakamore could be up there if they keep if they keep Gunnar at and the fit. Uh, he obviously proved, proved how good he was last year. He got 51 wickets uh, and ran through a couple of teams yeah. quite easily. And now they've got a new captain. I think Tom Sherratt's captain this year. Yeah. But they finished. Did they finish third or fourth last year? And you mm. think, well, if they can keep Gunnar Atlas for the majority of the season, which I guess they will do, he, he's going to win a fair few games on his own. Um, I, I, I kind of worry about. It might be a, a bit controversial. I kind of worry about Barliston a little bit. They were low last year, and you know they've got Tommy Taylor. You know Tommy Taylor again. He played a few games last year, but I think when he did play, we, he couldn't bowl. He wasn't allowed to bowl by Northampton. He played as a batter. Mm. Um, as you say, losing George Horbrook as well, he, he sort of stood out batting-wise last year. And and I think you know it's a big year for, for Little Stoke. I've got them down to potentially struggle because I think it's how bad, how, how bad they were last year or how difficult it was. And then they showed a bit of fight. It does take a lot to snap out of that. Um, but they've got they've gone down the overseas route again, and you know he might turn out to be a sort of seventy wicket person and four hundred run man. If that's the case, they'll be okay. But um, you look at them and think, have they got enough there to to sort of really make an impact this year? Mm, I think yeah, I, I'd be concerned about the two teams who come down and say I'd expect at least it to be at the top but little so I'm a bit concerned maybe near the bottom sorry Twiggy Barliston I've got to be concerned because you've lost George Albrook who was a massive part of what they did last year um, All Sage are an interesting one they seem to have signed quite a few players and signed players then they're not playing then signed more players so be interesting to see how, how they do um, I guess covers are almost a bit similar in that regard but as you say I'd expect Least it'd be up there, Oakmore be up there. I hope Bingland are up there, uh, just because it means better drinking sessions. Um, uh, Silverdale, I wouldn't be surprised if they're sort of up towards the upper end as well, to be fair. And I think I'm sort of expecting at least one of the two teams that came up to, to stay up as well. Mm. Um, I would think that at least one of them, because from what I saw about Stone and Modrill against Wedgwood last year, I thought they were just a little bit too good, really, for, for Div 3 and would probably hold their own. In the bot in the bottom half of that league, so be interesting to see how they do. Yeah, I think it's one of it's, it's one of those the team. You look at Stone; they came up Stone seconds, and you think, hey, they're hey, they're a, a big club, but they've also got Rich Harvey as captain mm-hmm. of the second team, and you know Harv's done Staffordshire captaincy. Yeah. I think he's won five Premier Division titles throughout his career, and. It's without sort of going into sort of football terminology, he kind of knows his way around a cricket field, and mm. you kind of think they'll they'll do okay because yeah. he's got the experience as well to sort of um, help the youngsters develop, and and uh, I guess Liam Hickey will probably play as another experienced experienced lad, and 
that they'll have enough to, to certainly stay up. And you think, well, with a fair wind, they, they might sort of be pushing top half, mm. if, if not top four. Yeah, and I think that's almost, not, to a lesser extent, that's why I'm sort of thinking with Mod, just because really it is the old Alton ones with a few a few faces, a few young faces from Modishal and the lights thrown in. Plus, they've, they've got a pro, so depending on how well the pro comes off for them. Again, another team I think might, might actually stay up and, as you say, maybe even push a bit further up. Then it's Div 1. Now, Div 1 this year has got the new additions of Ashcombe and Whitmore, who dropped down from the Prem. Uh, and then also, if I get it right, which I'm not going to, I don't think, but maybe I will. Am I right in saying it was cut? Was it? Norton and Ailes and Sambat Rontitu went up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Norton and Ailes, I'm going to point out there straight away, I think we'll be expecting to still be challenging towards the top half of the table um, because of sort of how they go about things. And I hope Sambat ones do well because I thought I was really impressed with them last year. And so I'd like to think that they would stay up um, and do quite a good job. Whitmore... I've had a lot, a lot of youngsters join, but I'm not actually sure how much that's going to really affect their ones. Obviously, they've lost Daniel Hussein and a couple of others, so I'm interested to see where they end up finishing, really. And then Ashcombe seem pretty much similar to what they were last year. A couple of ins, a couple of outs, but nothing that's noticeably to me. What What are you thinking, Chris? Are you... Yeah, I think I think uh, Whitmore, I think well, they've had, a, they've obviously sort of um, had a lot of players come in. I think they've been now because they've now got a third team um, in the division and their seconds last year were, were not great. I think that's predominantly bulks out their mm. new third team and strengthens the seconds and also enhances their sort of junior setup with the, the sort of the girls um, team. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm kind of looking bottom end. I'm, I'm kind of looking at Sambach and thinking... They've done really well. Is it too soon for them to sort mm. of come up and, and sort of be in Division 1? You can't obviously turn down a promotion or anything like that. Yeah. Um, we know nothing about this overseas lad who's mm. coming. He could be a world beater. We don't know. Um, but I think they might struggle. And if they sort of finish, if you said, look, you're third from bottom, they'd say, yeah, thanks a lot. Let's yeah. Take that. Um, I got some stick last year for tipping Blythe to go down. Uh, Mr. Deg. Toby Dag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Dag, who is um, who is uh, uh, is he vice captain? Dad, dad, dad's captain this year. I know. Yeah, that. Scott Jaggers took the, the skipper's role. Um, I think they they might be down. They might struggle again. Mm. Um, and then sort of Sandy for always down there. But I, I do quite like the fact they've got Pereira again, the pro who they had two three years ago, who did a decent job for them. And they've also got a they've also got a a, a quick bowler they've signed from uh, Yorkshire who they've got high hopes for. Uh, but you do just think, have they got enough? Uh, and at the top end, you know, Ashcombe, they'll be looking with Kashif Batty if it's if it's a stride, they're going to be up there because yeah. he's a quality performer. Uh, and I'm looking at Audley as well. Um, you know, they've got. They've got, uh, I think they've got, is it Faza? Uh, I can't remember his name, Faza. Yeah, um, someone of that name. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there overseas pro? And they've got Rob Hemmings. And if you've got, <laughs> over 22 weeks, if you've got a Rob Hemmings in your side, you, yeah. you, you're going to have a chance to win some games of cricket. Uh, and at Nipersley, they've got a new pro as well. They finished third last year. And if, if their new pro can live up to last year's, then they've, they've got sort of every chance of sort of being there or thereabouts as well. 
Yeah, but there's a few. Again, it could be an interesting promotion race between three or four teams there. And I think Sandiford were the other ones I'd have said down the bottom. So I'm glad to know I'm not sounding a complete knob. It's always good, always useful. And then it's on to the big boys. So I'll let you spend a bit longer on this one. So I dare say, let's go through each team. Oh, God help us. So going alphabetical order, Bagnall ones obviously had a pretty good first season up in the in the Prem, didn't they? Be pretty happy with how they did. Got Billowell Batty Battle, although I'm really disappointed to hear that he isn't playing against Big Lend, I believe, on Saturday, which really has upset me because I was looking forward to standing by the side screens with a pint, giving him a pat on the back as he runs in at Jono. I'll be he, totally he, honest with you. He, he requested that he didn't play because he might have to ball to you. <laughs> not to me, Jono. Jono, I'm not playing football. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. Uh, but Bagnall, what do we, we make of them? I know they've added a couple of lads in, one lad from, is it sort of Wales where you want it? Uh, is it Morgan? Um, yeah. They've added, obviously, uh, Daniel Hussain as well. What what do we think of Bagnall? Have they strengthened enough to be pushing that top four or five, or do we think sort of building slowly? Yeah, I think that I think it's it's one of those when you when you win sort of three promotions on the trot, which they did, I think it's one of those you do have to sort of have a couple of years of of, of sort of taking stock and just sort of slowing down the sort of the, the sort of horse and cart as it were it's um yeah they they kind of they kind of sign players that you wouldn't you, that don't automatically stand out really because i think they they signed joe bridgewater before last year and you know joe wouldn't be your automatic standout pick for a signing but he did a job for them and it's probably the same with daniel Hussain. you know he's quite Highly rated in terms of the talent he's got, but his stats probably don't back that up. Um, so I think they just look, add little bits now here and there to, to try and make them better. I think this the the, the boy from Wales is uh, is it Morgan Morgan Murray Williams or Murray Morgan Williams? Let me say it right so I don't get it wrong. Morgan Murray Williams, yeah, from yeah. Pafali. I think he's I think he's a he's a left arm he's a left arm seamer. I think um, who just in mould. Saw when he captained the staff's development team in a in a late season friendly against Wales um, uh, last summer. Uh, so they've sort of brought him in. You know, Willow's going to be Willow. He's he's sort of like fifty eight years old now, but still trucking on. Um, <laughs> and uh, Billy's obviously does what he does. Um, Balls so quick. yeah, I, th- I think they'll I think they'll be. Okay, then they're not going to be a team that challenges for the title, but they're you, you'd sort of think with what they've got in their squad, they're they're certainly not going to be worried about relegation. It's it's more of will you finish seventh or will you finish fourth? Sort yeah. Of Next up is of course Burzum. So Burzum's pro is Bismillah Khan, um, yeah. approved last week. Uh, so they've got him in, and then just a quick check before I say this and get it wrong. But they've signed Gaz Kinsey on a marginal play twos. Bilal Abbas, who I would assume is going to come in to play once, I would be yeah. my guess. Yeah. Um, and then they've signed a few others. It's Simon Tucker from East York Odds. I have no clue where that is or who he is. He uh, played from before. He's, he's played from. Uh, he, he left them to play elsewhere for a year or two. Now he's come back. Ah, uh, interesting. What do we make then of Burson? Do we think? They're any different to Bagnall, or are we putting them in the <clears throat> Bagnall bracket? Um, they've they had a good year last year because obviously they got to the final of the Talbot Cup as well, and I think they were quite disappointed not to sort of make the most of 
sort of home advantage in the final against Cheadle. Mm. Um, they they're they're another they're, they're probably sort of like two or three years ahead of Bagnell if you kind of know yeah. what I mean, in terms of they've been building slowly. They've they've obviously will be hoping that uh, Zen Malik is around for a long time. Um, mm. But there's every chance Zen will probably get an opportunity at first class level. Um, he, he got a hundred last week um, in the game against I think Worcestershire twos, so that could impact them. Mm. Uh, the, the overseas lad we kind of really know nothing about. He's a wicket keeper batter, but they've got some they've got some sort of gnarly old pros if you want to call mm. them that. You know, Brown is still going to be sort of uh, weaving his magic with the ball. So you'd kind of imagine they'll be they'll be they're another team that you know good season they could be fourth, up and down season they could be sort of seventh or eighth. Mm. Then it is Cheadle who obviously beat them in the final. Uh, Ashan mm. Shahid is down as their pro, um, and do, 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 let me find him. Obviously also got down Ali Khan, um, and signed a few sort of well other other than that they signed Tom Edwards. Hassan Ahmed from Himley, Matthew Woodford from Astley and Tilsley, and of course, as we meant, oh no, sorry, they're Chapley. Fucking, I'm talking shit. Uh, forget that. They signed Tom Edwards, basically. Uh, what What do we make of Cheadle? Obviously, it's always been a strong team, haven't they? Been for a while now. Will the pro uh, make the difference? And do we think they could be actually in that top three challenging with Longton, uh, obviously Meekins and Port Hill? No, I don't think there will be. I think um, they've got a bit of a, you know, they've, they've, they've got their sort of tried and tested recipe of uh, Matt Goodwin and Jimmy Sanders with the new ball. Then let's we have got. Spin. I forgot. I think I don't know if Trigger's fit either for the first couple of games. Uh, um, I, I, sustained an injury during football for Redgate Clayton last week in a cup final. I text him. I'm actually speaking to him tomorrow, so I'm uh, <laughs> asking. I, I should investigate that. Um, they rely, they rely on sort of um, you know they they do they sort of have the new ball and they it's sort of like death by spin um, yeah. which is which they've done well you know uh, Will Dobby Jack Hassel people like that um, and then it, it depends on it, it depends on Ali Khan their batting predominantly yeah. you know if he gets twelve hundred runs they have a great season if he gets five hundred they're going to be three or four places lower in the league. But yeah, there'll be there'll be a sort of mid table side, I don't know. A lot of mid table so far. Let's see if we yeah. can get like something that's gonna upset someone, <laughs> makes someone really happy. Next is Checkley, who I almost just gave all their signings to Cheadle because I can't read. Uh they are the ones who signed Hassan Ahmed and Matthew Woodford, and of course James Cox, who we spoke about earlier. Um another team who've been sort of strong and up there and done pretty pretty well and done pretty well in the cup competitions, haven't they, as well over the was it the T twenty they did really well in the other year? Yeah. And that yeah. horrific light and green kit. Yeah. I, really I, don't didn't, like. I, I didn't know the pro Hassan Ahmed. I didn't I didn't know about that one. Um but I actually had um Czechia are actually my dark horses for the time. Ooh. Um, I think they were fourth last year, I think with James Cox coming in. Uh that adds to their bowling unit. Um as well, and they've got some sort of good, uh, good sort of up and coming players. Uh, they signed sort of Clark Hadrill last year, and he had a bit of an up and down year. I think he had an injury at times. Um, they've got Seb Seb Smith, who's a young spinner. Mm. Um, 
Tom Moulton made a made a decent impression. Then you've got sort of the batters of uh, James Kettleborough, uh, Scott Elston, Tom Moulton, obviously at the top of the order as well. So um, yeah, they're they're the ones with the with if James Cox performs how we know he can, I think they could be the um, they could be the outside bet for the title. And to be fair, having looked at that team, assuming that James Cox is as good as he, well, as awkward as he looks, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I, I, I can imagine they are going to be up there. Then we've got the newcomers to the league. So a team I'm going to take a guess and say are going to be predicted to be towards the bottom and possibly in the bottom two. Um, Alworth obviously got promoted up after quite a few good years of being sort of in and around. Um, only real signing is base one as their cat three. What do we, is is there a hell of a lot riding on him? Because it feels like there might be. Yeah, I think I think everything's riding on him. To be honest, um, no pressure to him whenever yeah, he finds apologies, us. <laughs> apologies to him if he does listen, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's one of those that if he has a really good year, you kind of feed. You know, you can feed off him a little bit. Um, but they've lost sort of Ash Rogers as well, um, which was um, a, a sort of, I guess, a bit of a big blow as well. Um, hey, up, John. Who's John? John, who's joined us for the last uh, 10 minutes? What a typical John who move. My timing's always impeccable. As, <laughs> as we know. It's, it's one of those, I think, you know, they've got, they've got uh, Rusty as captain, Russ Bard. Um, he he, know, he knows knows what's what's going on, but he doesn't bowl now. He's more of a batter, so I think they they need the pro to have a really good year because I, I don't think they've got enough to stay up unless he does really sort of uh, rip it up. Yeah, well, I think that makes perfect sense. I can't lie. The other team that came up last year was obviously a team that for many years have been in the Prem. Was Hemi Banksy obviously leading the way massively for, for them, and they've added Mohamed Wakar. Salim Keel, as I think you say his name. Uh, what do we think of sort of their chances? Of, they have added, couldn't see they, this confuses me when I look at this, but they added Usman Afzal and Shailesh Kune as well. But I'm assuming they're not playing now, um, as well as Mohamed Afzal from Little Stoke and Kurt Lally back in the area. Um, quickly to Jono there, if, he, if he'll unmute himself. Um, are you. T- Ecstatic to see Kurt Lally back in the local area. Thrilled. Thrilled. I thought you would be. Uh, so, Chris, what do you, do you make of Hemi's chances? Because I'm going to say they're a team that should be, end up being safe and quite not comfortably safe, but not have to worry too much. I think it's a bit. They're a bit like Elworth. They're, they're going to look to one man. And they're going to look to Banksy. Um, and if he does what he can do, they should be okay. Um, when we don't know about the pro, the the pro could the pro could be sort of the difference for them as well. The problem you've got is obviously the bowling restrictions. Um, the teams will formulate a plan against them, and they've got they've got some other good cricketers. You know they're not they're not just a one man team. I know Banksy dominated last year, but Greg Prime's a, a, a quality player as well. Uh, and they've got some good good young lads. Well, they're probably not young now. You know, like uh, Dino's. Two boys, Tom and Matt, they're, they're, they're decent. Um, but they're going to look to Banksy. If they can feed off Banksy and what he does with bat and ball, they, they've got every chance of staying up. Yeah, I think I'm going to bat them to stay up. 
Oh, I'm going to say that Banksy's going to have a good season. I mean, Johnny, what do you reckon? Uh, obviously, you've seen Banksy quite a lot recently in the club. Winning the league, mate. <laughs> you can see it first. He's going to get a thousand runs. He's also going to get fifty wickets, uh, and they're going to win the league. No one will be able to play the pro because no one has heard of him or seen him before. And uh, yeah, they're going to win the league. Brave prediction there. Um, I like it. We'll go on then to last year's uh, victors, uh, Mickens. As you said, obviously earlier, Menzies has moved down. Um, they've added Shahzad Leerkat, uh, Josh Chittenson, Simon Garver stayed as well. Uh, and then they have obviously got the pro, which is, is it Tambia? Have I said that right? Yeah. Tambia Haider Khan. What yeah. do we, what are we thinking? Are they going to be still up there in the top three? Has there been much change there or what do we think? I, I, I think they'll, they'll miss, um, Obviously, Ben McGuire's gone as well, so they've lost an eight-man from last year. I'm guessing um, potentially Josh Tittinson might open the batting for the first team. Um, the big miss will be Michael Hill because he held them together for mm. a fair, fair chunk last year. He had a bit of a slow start, but he was sort of the glue that held them together for a lot of last year. Their bowling, their bowling looks as good uh, as ever. They've got Dan Cumming, Matt Redican. Um, I think the Pro Bowl's a bit, uh, Bernie, Carl High, people like that. So their bowling's good. It's just, are they going to have enough runs on the board to give them a chance? Uh, There's a lot of pressure on Wilsh, um, which there has been ever since he's been there, to be honest. But you just wonder that they might sometimes struggle with the bat and not quite get the scores they need to sort of uh, win games. So where are you putting them in the table? I'm going to just go forward. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say that they're gonna finish uh, third. Oh, I was going fourth. Okay, fair. So we'll go with that. As, as again, I'm within one, so I'm not sounding that thick. Uh, Johnny, what do you reckon? Um, they're winning the league, mate. <laughs> Fucking useless you are. Turns <laughs> up late and then just says everyone's going to win the league. You are, you're definitely after some new friends. You are. Is that because you'd have to spend the whole day in a pub with me, Lalo, and Seb and Peaky yesterday that you need some new friends, though? He's not even getting comment on it. It was the best Sunday of his life. He loved it, really. <laughs> or was it? Was I not meant to tell everyone that he was in the pub? I don't know. Uh, so, next up, then, is Leek. Uh, Leek ended up only just staying up, didn't he, in the end? Um was it literally last game of the season against Whitmore if I made that up in my head? No, that it was it was winners stay up, losers go down. Um, and they won. Yeah. Um which fair play to them. They've signed Asanka Srian Silver Alan Cara. I have absolutely no clue who he is. Um, but he's a category three, so I assume he's the pro. And it'll be interesting to see what he does. Do you know any more on that, or am I do you know as much as me? He's a Sri Lankan. He's a, I think he's 37, 37-year-old Sri Lankan all-rounder. Um, so they're they're confident of having him all season. So he won't get dragged back to play sort of first-class cricket training camps, which I was, we often see. I was worried where that was going then, Chris, because he asked if he did anything about him. And all of a sudden, we got his age. I was expecting some kind of Facebook profile and his, <laughs> occup- his occupation. I've got, his, I've got his passport in front of me now, so he checks out. He's fine. His star sign. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he dislikes. He's a Capricorn, and uh, his favourite meal is. Um, yeah, no, but I think that I think there'll be. Um, I think the big signing for them is Mahaz Ahmed from Ashkham as well. I was just going to mention him. Um, we we mentioned the doc. Can we mention <laughs> the dolly dropped yesterday? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope you. Well. I'll do it. You do it. Save me doing it because I'm shit. I mean, in a game of minor counties cricket, a, a dolly you will not find as easy a one as that. Did yeah, not have to good. move. Yeah. He also let one straight through him as well. But anyway, we'll forget about that. We won't mention that too much. Uh, obviously, they've kept got Pagaita again, Johan Pagaita. Um, and they signed Damien Harvey from Cholmondley CC. I don't know who that is, um, but just another signing they've added. Where do we think for Leak then? Do we think they're going to be still down the bottom um, fighting for for survival? Or will they have a little bit of a better go at it this year? I'm, I'm going eighth or ninth. Ooh, so a little bit better. Minor improvements, which... Yeah. I think they would take, to be totally honest. Uh, next up is the team that I guess many would say have been almost a little bit unlucky the last couple of years. Longton, obviously, sort of been in that top three now for a couple of years, sort of close, but not quite got there. Always a bridesmaid, I guess you might say, in the last few years. Um, I don't think they've really signed anyone. So they've signed Tom Sagi uh, and Steve Degg, uh, but not really signing anyone else, but they've got Ricky Vessels, which for a full season, so we believe. Um, I mean, that's huge, isn't it? So surely, surely that makes them real contenders just off him alone. Another baffling one there. They've not really signed anyone. Oh, yeah, but they've signed Ricky Vessels. For well, not a, he's not a new signing, is he? He was there last year, but I guess Might just the well. fact they've got Might him all, well, the whole season. Well, yeah, they've got him the whole season. They aren't wasting the first five or six weeks with a lad who couldn't really bat that one. Uh, so what do you think, Chris? I think they'll win it. Oh, so they're going to just pit the dark horses that are Chetley. Yeah, I think with I think like you said, you know, they had um, Saad Ali last year um, who didn't. Really, I think he got one fifty in the first half of the season before he went back home, and we were still sort of runners up by six points. If they'd had an overseas that. Sort of knew which end of the bat to hold, then they would have been they would they would have been <laughs> sort of champions last year. And I think a full season of Ricky, um, having having sort of spoken to him as well um, for shameless plug for the supplement. Um, Why he's, not? He, he's properly he's properly up he's properly up for it this year for Longton um, to the extent that if Longton and staffs have got a game, he's playing for Longton. If there's a clash. He wants to sort of challenge on all three fronts for Longton. So you just think, with that sort of mentality, with his quality, it's got to be their time, surely. And you'd hope he'd be raising standards alongside that. What do you reckon, Jono? Uh, yeah, I know I've joked, but they are they are the champions elect as we stand here right now, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so take take some beating. So John is putting the house, the mortgage, the dog on um, on Longton. Fair play. He's got three teams running the league at the minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's actually his bets. Any whoever the last two were upset, uh, two of the ones I've already said. I don't even know. Hemif and then someone else. I don't know. Meekins. I, I, I do genuinely think that Hemif will go go well. I think Meekins might drop off into a little bit more mid table. Mm, We've seen in the last couple of years, and then. 
I think Longton will be. I think Longton will do it. I think you've just mentioned Checker there. I think they'll probably typical Checker fashion. I think they're a really good team, but I don't know. I don't see very much of them, so I can't make an informed judgment. But they just seem to not win a game that you just fully expect them to win, like every year, and then they don't quite do it. So, yeah, don't know. Next up is Mod. Obviously, got Rizwan Hussein again. They've signed half of Hanford, but I assume that won't really have any effect on the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also got Mitch Kelsall back, uh, Max Hill as well, and someone from Harlow Town and someone from Milford Hall. Obviously, I have absolutely no clue about. What do we think, Chris? Do we think they're going to be another mid-table side anywhere between fourth or eighth, depending on how how the a couple of main men go, or are they someone yeah. who need to be worried? Yeah, no, I think they need to be worried, to be fair. Um, the change of captain as well, Lewis Bolton's the captain um, this year instead of Kells. Um, I think the fact they've got Rizwan saying again is, is is good for them, but they were inconsistent last year, and if, if they're sort of similar again, then it's, it's going to be a, a sort of tough season for them. Um, they rely on... Yeah, they promote juniors. They, they, they promote juniors as well, which is great. Give opportunities. I think they've got a couple of injury problems heading into the first couple of weeks. So it could be, yeah, it could be a tough season for them. Jono, what, what are you reckoning of um, what was previously Calsall's man, but obviously now Moulton's man? What do you reckon? Oh, that's quite nice ring to it, hasn't it? Yeah, I thought you liked Um Yeah. We're going to be looking below them rather than above them, I fear, for them. Yeah, fair enough. I'm glad to see there's a lot of agreement uh, tonight, which always better. Saves, saves arguments. Uh, next up after that is, of course, Port Hill. Uh, they've added a pro this year, or should I say an overseas pro, uh, Sachitra Pereira. Again, I've got no clue, but I'm assuming he's Sri Lankan, who balls spin and bats a bit because that's what everyone has signed this year. Yeah, um, he's from so. Wolstanton. I somehow don't think he, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> he could well be. I mean, we've had, we've had, we've had similar names at Wolstanton High that I've taught and also gone to school with, but I don't think he is. I could be wrong. Um, they've also added Jack Beach uh, back in as well. Um, they signed a couple of other lads from, from Whitmore as well, but obviously Jack Beach is a, someone that I think they're really glad to have back. Do we think they're still going to be a top three side? I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to say they'll be top three without actually ever quite looking like they're going to win the league. I think they might finish third. Yeah, I think you're right. Think Oof, right. That doesn't get said often. I think it's it. We don't. It's one of those, isn't it? Again, with the overseas play, you don't quite know what you're going to get. Um, but yeah, Beachy coming back is is a pretty big deal. Um, I think he's in a good place now, and and going back to Port Hill, it'll probably help his batting as well, playing there. But you just think that they've had what four their four titles in six years, however it is, whatever it is. Yeah. There comes a time when your sort of turn being at the top of the table sort of finishes, and they missed out last year. That that sort of might. Sort of be motivation for them, but they finished third last year rather than sort of top or runners up. Um, and you think, well, is now the time when they just start a little bit of a rebuild with um, bringing sort of new players in and um, 
easing out some of the older players. Obviously, Dan Hancock sort of dropped down to captain the twos, and you know, Craig yeah, he's Barker. really helpful. <laughs> Craig Barker's not going to go on forever. So, is it going to be just a season or two of bit of transition for Porto? Yeah, I, I think so. I wonder if next couple of years it'll be a sort of finish third or fourth, and then hopefully. Or they will hope to come back, obviously. Johnny, what do you make of, of Port Hill's chances this year? Uh, never write off a Port Hill teammate, is True. all I'll say. Uh, Unless playing the big end in a cup, eh? Runners up. Runners up. Fair, fair. And then that takes us to our third and final, 12th and final team. Uh, Stone, who have signed Pabasara Waduj. Waduj? I don't know. Again, I'll let Chris confirm that one and tell us all about him in a minute. Um, they have lost a couple of people, including, obviously, George Harding, um, but they've also gained uh, George Holbrook back, amongst others. Uh, and Cameron Sinclair, I've noticed from Eccleshall as well. What do we think about Stone? Do we think they have another team that are going to be anywhere between 4th and 8th, or could they actually push a little higher? Or should uh, they be worried, I guess? Are they, are they sound deprived? I don't, I don't know that. But, well, um, according to this, they have, I mean... <clears throat> yeah. Let's be honest. What Whatever's put on the North Staff's website does not have to be true or happen. No, it, it gets updated after my supplements, do not it? So half these people have signed after it's gone to print. But hey, <laughs> uh, Bloody uh, hell. Have a word with Gav. Yeah. Tell him. Come mind on. You, mind you, it says that uh, Sikander Alam Khan is a club member, so he can't be a Cat 3, can he? I guess. Oh, I'm looking at Pabasar Waduj, whoever that is. Uh, I'm in the top bit still. Oh, you're in the top bit. The pending transfer is oh, awaiting okay. approval. Yeah. Don't know who the yeah. fuck he is. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually do. Um, oh. Stone, Stone are actually one of the Stone are the team I think could possibly go this year. <sighs> I can tell you, Pabasar Waduj is a Sri Lankan cricketer. He made his first-class debut in 2013. And he was in goal squad for the Super Eight, Super 4 Provincial Tournament. He's 28. Um, he's a right-arm medium and right-hand opening bat. There you go. That's what Wikipedia and ESPN Crick Info tells me. Yeah, I think, I think I'd, be, <laughs> I'd, I'd be slightly worried if I was staying this year. Um, I don't think they've... Uh, well, they might do with this with this uh, overseas lab, but since Coco left to go to Portal, I think they struggled to replace him. Obviously, George didn't work out for them last year to the level that they wanted him to, or had hoped he would do. Um, Sam Graham sort of kept him up, and they had a really, I think they had a really, really good start, and that, that ultimately saved them last year. So I think that they could be, they could be the ones that. Uh, they could be the big name to drop out of the division this year, potentially. Big call. Jono, do you agree? What are you going to add to, add to the conversation? Um, well, I never generally add very much to conversation, <laughs> I think, but um, it's not very often I disagree with Chris, but <gasps> I think they'll probably just have a bit too much. Um, yeah, I think they'll have a bit too much. George Holbrook's a really good player and I think Cameron Sinclair is... I'll be really interested to see how he goes, by the way, because I've always thought he was a really, 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 really good bowler and I'd be really interested to see how he goes in the Prem. Um, watching him and playing against him for Eccleshall when they were coming through, always rated him. I'd be really interested to see how he goes. 
and if they've signed a pro overseas as well, I think they'll be all right. I don't think they're going to win any spot. I think they'll be all right. Well, let's see then who's right at come the end of the season. Um, I'm going to back Travers just because, no offence, Johnny, I think he knows more than you. Uh, that's that's the Prem done. I guess the only thing left to do then is the Cups. Obviously, uh, got the T20 and the Torba Cup. Torba Cup starts this weekend. Um, before we go through, I'll go through the fixtures quickly in a minute. But first, who are we predicting to actually win the two Cups? Who, who are the teams that you think, you know what, they stand out for being, being a team that's going to win it, Chris? If Cheadle can get through this weekend, I think they probably will defend it. But you never know. Yeah, um, and it's 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 a weird one because you know you, you kind of you're the cup winners and um, you then get drawn away at Meekins. So yeah. Thank, thank, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> it, it, so it's yeah, I kind of agree. And yeah, people have said that oh they should because they're winners they should get a buy. I don't agree with that, but um, it, it, it's the toughest draw. You, well, toughest draw near enough you could probably get. Um, and if they can get through that, then they'll. I think they'll probably defend it. If they don't, you probably think having having just tipped and not to win the league. I think probably Porto will be up there as well. Obviously, they're still reeling from their shock defeats to uh, Masquerade's men last the other year. Um, <laughs> don't bring it up again. So, Johnny Hancock's still not happy about it. I know, I know. But like, like we said in Division 2, now Big Men have got a proper captain, they've got a chance of winning the league. So, yeah, so true. Abso- Paul... Absolutely, wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so did Turner when we said it before you joined. Sorry, John. Uh, <clears throat> but now I think Port Tilder, because they're one of those teams that on their day with the, with the options they've got, they can, they can sort of um, do some damage in the Cups. But you kind of cheat on know how to win the Cups. They, they've got a recipe. A success, so you'd be hard pushed to look past them, I reckon. Do you agree, Jono? I mean, obviously, you're going to say Big Lend are going to win it all, but after that, once you start being serious, what are we thinking? Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with Travis once again. Good, I'm, I'm glad that makes the, the podcast just a little bit shorter and a little needs a little bit less editing. Lovely. Uh, looking at the fixtures for Saturday, Big Lend one's host Bagnell Norton. Who are we back in there? Just one word answer, please, Chris. Who's that again, sorry? Big Lend versus Bagnell. Is that Just, friendly? Don't be like this, come on. Oh, is it a cup? Big, Big Lend versus Bagnell. Um, uh, it's a cup game, isn't it? It's a cup game, isn't it? It's a cup game, mm. so it's Bagnell still. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll, be a, it'll be a tie and it'll go to a super over. And Jono will take it the winning... Um... I will be nowhere near a super over. <laughs> Lalo will be with his big head. Um, I'm going to just say it now, Bagnell, but I think I think we're going to run them close, John, and I'm going to be positive. As long as it's a good game, cricket will be the winner. Good, that's what I like to hear. Blythe Sandiford, um, I'm going to go Blythe. Mm, I'll go Sandiford. John, Blythe. Bet. Norton and Ailes versus Leak, which I think actually could be a lot close, could be quite close. Um, I'm going to go Leak, though. Uh, Norton inhales. Oh, he's going for the shock, Jono. Also, Norton inhales. Bloody hell, I'm going to look like a dick on to next week, great. Uh, Longton twos are at home against Caversall. Um, I'm going to go Longton. I'm going to go for a bit of a shot there. 
Uh, yeah, I'll go Longton twos. Jono? Uh, I'm going Cavers War. Okay. Then Meekins are at home against Cheadle. I should say Meekins ones are at home against Cheadle ones. I'm going to go Cheadle. Yeah, I'll go Cheadle. Jono? Also Cheadle. Sound. Stone ones are at home against Barlston. I'm going to go Stone ones and I'm going to go George Horgrook to hit a lot of runs um, against his former side and them to win quite comfortably. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Yeah, Stone Ones. Yeah. John O. Yeah, I'm there. Uh Lisic Ones versus Night Ones. I'm gonna go Night Ones. Uh, I'm gonna go Lisa. Ooh. John O. Uh, I'm gonna go Night as well. Then Ecclesrow Ones versus Wedgwood Ones. I'm gonna go Ecclesrow Ones comfortably, if I'm honest. because uh, obviously I'm assuming him <laughs> here is not playing for Wedges. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'll agree. yeah, <laughs> you'll agree. That's what I like to hear, Jono. Agree. Port Hill ones versus Audley ones. I'm going to go Port Hill, but I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, Port Hill. Yeah, Jono, going to go for a shot. Yeah, so you're going to bat the other boys in the parish, or we're we not doing that. Uh, no, I think Port Hill win, but I do think it will be a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bursland ones versus Hemif ones. I'm going to go Hemif to just pull off a little bit of a mm-hmm. shot there. That's that's the yeah. um, <laughs> uh, got the super over golden over whatever super we call over, it. whatever we're calling it. Yeah. Jono, uh, I'm going to go Hem Heath. Fair. Uh, Silverdale versus Checkley. I'm going to go Checkley straight up. Yeah. yeah. Jono, yeah. S- Silverdale at home. Yeah. I'm going Silverdale because uh, that is a tough place to go in the middle of April, my friends. <laughs> I mean, so's most of Stoke, let's be honest. Uh, mm. Whit- Whitmore versus Endon. I- I'm going to say put a shock out there and say Endon, even though it's at Whitmore. Uh, Whitmore. Whit- <coughs> Whitmore's the Accrington Stanley of the local cricket league. You've got <laughs> to roll your sleeves up to get a result there. Jono? Yeah, also for the same reasons why I think Silverdale are winning, Whitmore are winning. Fair enough. Wood Lane versus Ecclesfield twos. I'm going to go Wood Lane, but I think that might be an half decent game. Yeah, Wood Lane. Mhm. Mhm. Road Park ones versus Castle and Hartsell twos. I'm going to go Castle and Hartsell twos. Would agree. Oh, Jono, we're going to be full yeah, outs. Yeah, yeah. Why not? They were the, one of the best second teams I've seen last year playing against our second. Mm-hmm. Alworth ones take on All Sage ones. I'm going to go Alworth. I'm Assuming that's going to be fully agreed with, but I could be wrong. Yeah, easily. Okay, yeah, Johnny, please. Thank I agree. Ashcombe Park ones versus Little State ones again. I'm assuming everyone's going to agree that Ashcombe Park ones going to win. Easily. Yeah, Johnny. Agree. Good. Mod ones versus Longton ones. I'm going to let you guys go first on this one. Just change it up, Chris. Longton comfortably. And Johnny. Agree. Okay, that's the same as me then. That wasn't as interesting as I was hoping. Um, and uh, Newcastle ones, last but not least, against Sandbach ones. I'm going to go Castle and Hartsill ones. Johnny, please say yes. Yes. Fab. And Does that, that mean we were first out of the draw? Apparently so. I'm assuming so, mate. First ones out. I bet all the teams were shitting themselves with the second one out as well. We've done really well over the last 12 months. We, were, we got a bye last year. <laughs> and we're first out this year. 
Got a buyout first out. We also won the uh, the draw. Won the draw. Well, yeah, the uh, fifty quid JS Sports voucher. Woo! Doing, doing well. Going well, we are. What a successful season this has been already. Uh, last but not least, T20. Who do we think? Who do you think in the T20, Chris? Um, I'm going to go Longton just because I think Ricky Vessel's going to absolutely yeah. twat it to all parts. Yeah, I think you could be right with that. Um, it's um, yeah, Checkley have always been pretty good T20 as well, haven't they? So it's yeah, yeah. But I think Longton. I think. <clears throat> Ricky Vessels, it's a bit like the staffs. Staffs could uh, have a good T20 campaign on the back of uh, Ricky Vessels. So it's, um, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't disagree with you there. John, are you going to disagree with me? Because why not? Uh, yes. Hey, I knew it. Are you going to tell us who? Poor Till are going to win the 2020. Mm, interesting. You're back in Poor Hill in the Cups this year then. Hmm. Fair enough. Right. I've got that as everything North Staffs, unless I've missed something, which I'm sure Mr. Travers will now tell us if we have. I haven't. Surely I haven't. Um, um, don't think so, no. Thank the Lord for that, because I wrote down shitloads, and I think I've covered it all. Uh, have we gonna... when the supplement's available from? We have. We've done the whole shebang. We've talked about the mm-hmm. interviews and everything. We've even talked about where to buy, when to buy it. But sadly, yeah, Jono, you were late and missed all that. If you weren't Sorry, under no. the thumb, Jono, you'd have heard that. That's very, very true. I can't argue. Uh, don't <laughs> don't try and go and buy it today like I did. I did tell you it was later in the week. I did say yeah. that yesterday. I, I, saw, I saw him put a thing on for an online buying, and then I thought, it's out, I'm going. And it wasn't there. Well, that was a bit stupid of you. Schoolboy. Schoolboy. But I am going to let finish off today's podcast or an hour and 40 minutes of it Jono by coming to you about two things number one why is it you love club cricket and why are you glad it's back and what are you looking forward to doing and is it pissing on Aid Lalo um, so go ahead and tell us uh, what do I love about club cricket and why um, are you glad it's back what are you looking forward to doing most on Saturday uh, well I love club cricket because well, spending time with the lads is obviously nice. Lads, lads, lads. Um, winning games cricket, hopefully. Cross your fingers. It is, winning is quite good. It's all right, um, isn't it? And what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to sunny days uh, watching. And this is actually going to sound ridiculous, but I'm actually really looking forward to having played on a Saturday, hopefully have won, and going up on a Sunday and sitting down sitting down on a sunny day uh, watching some cricket I'm looking forward to watching some cricket with some sunnier normal times on the go watching me make a dick of myself you mean hopefully yeah can can, can I exclusively exclusively reveal why he's been forced to give up the captaincy yeah go for it I want to laugh Um, why have I been forced well I wasn't forced I was uh Rumours say otherwise. What do rumours <laughs> say? What do your sources tell you? There's, there's, there's been um, internal pressure, so to speak. Well, uh, I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> that's what we thought. That's what we thought. Um, that that confirms the rumours we spoke about earlier. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Chris will attest though that I am I am bringing the average age of a, a North Staff South Cheshire Cricket League chairman's meeting. I'm bringing the average age down by about thirty five years. <laughs> you without are a shadow, fair. without a shadow of doubt. I am I'm the only one closer to zero than I am fifty. I reckon <laughs> or fifty or closer to fifty. I think I might even you be said that bit wrong. Closest to fifty rather than a hundred. I think in that room at the time. Yeah. But it's a good, great time for you, ladders, mate. And the last thing I want you to comment on um, is everyone's favourite drop catch. And I'm not on about Mahar or Ahmed yesterday. I'm on about Mahedi, whatever his name is, from Bangladesh. Because <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely loved that yesterday. It is, without a shadow of a doubt, everything that I love about cricket, in a nutshell. That happening, that would not happen at the top level of any other sport like the only other sport where I think you can make a comparison that I think to yourself, I could do that, uh, is golf. Because I've seen some shit from the Masters this week. Uh, <laughs> like people smashing it off a green. I just thought to myself, I could do that. But when when Joffrey Archer's bowling about 97 miles an hour, I think to myself, I couldn't do that. But seeing that yesterday, I could do that. <laughs> that's what makes it really... Yeah, that's got, that's got it's one of the best videos I've ever seen. Brilliant. I'm glad it tickled you yesterday. I'm glad I found something to amuse you. Well, I think that's us all done, unless anyone's got something they desperately, desperately need to confess or tell us, which I'm hoping you don't, no offence. It's five to nine and I need to edit this thing. The stony silence is great with me. So, first of all, I'd like to say a big thanks, Chris, for joining us. And I hope every single person goes out and buys the supplement because it is good. It's always really good. Um, it is a good read. I'd say my favourite read of the year in terms of newspapers, but I don't read newspapers. But anyway, forget that well, a little says, bit. That says everything. I don't read newspapers either, but I made a special journey to the news agents to be on the wrong day. On the, on the wrong day <laughs> to find out. To find out Fucking gold. There. Oh dear. I actually, there. I actually once um, my first day at school, I actually turned up twenty four hours too early. So wow. And I was I was never early or on time for anything ever again. As we've discovered tonight. Well, yeah, yeah, and then we discovered tonight. Yeah, there's the, an the easy joke there, but we won't go there. Yeah, we won't. I'm, I'm going to refrain from that. I'm going to keep, keep away from it. But a big thanks, Chris, for joining us and taking way too much of your time off. We're talking about something you've just spent the last four weeks typing about. So I do apologise on that regard. That's all right. I'll, 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 um, I'll do some. Um research on the 100 for next year if it's still Fab, I can't wait um, and at least when you're talking to us you get to have a couple of beers I'm assuming that it's not really the protocol in the central office to sit there with a couple of cans or it could be I don't know I'm per- no, I'm permanent home working so it's um, oh, so do whatever you want yeah so it's um, yeah I've just gone through uh, yeah four so. four good efforts solid efforts and I will thank you Johnny for joining us even though you were late um, because you did add something to, to the podcast being you wow um thanks i think <laughs> oh don't worry i'll be just as complimentary on saturday when i'm watching you play bagnum i can't wait right i think with that we'll let the good folk of north staffs and chris go and enjoy the rest of their time um wish everyone the best of luck for the season hope everyone goes well except for when they're playing big lent um and yeah as always, look at Woodstock, keep supporting Cardiac Risk and the Young, and keep supporting Chris Travers and the Sentinel Cricket section by buying a supplement and reading the paper and commenting and liking things, because I assume it's all about the clicks these days, am I right? Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. So if I'm sat, uh, sat outside Greg's with a um, 
haven't eaten for three days sign next year, then you know it, it's not gone too well. <laughs> well, let's hope. Let's hope every listener, all ten of them, are going to go out and buy your supplement for you. Let's yeah. look to the positives. Yeah, t- touch wood. I've got, I've, got, I've got a child to feed, so please, just it's only two quid. That's fine. Try our best, and I'll see you at Lincoln next year. That's the hope. I'll invite you to a game because, yeah, we'll probably be in different divisions. But, you know, Don't do this. Fine. I'm trying to be positive. Yeah. And on that note about talking about the veil yet again, which everyone's fed up of, um, a big thank you for everyone who's listened, for Chris and Jono for joining me, and Sai earlier. I shouldn't forget Sai. Go well this weekend if it's your first weekend. Go well next weekend if not. You might hear it from us before then. You might not. See you in a bit. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky with so many options to choose from. How do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. Down at Third Man, the cricket podcast, proudly supported by Woodstock Cricket. Yeah.